What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode three of the Justin Insight podcast. We are back once more, and this time out it'll be our first uh, wrestling-heavy episode, uh, which I will get into in a minute. Uh, firstly, I'd like to thank everyone for the incredible reception that we received for the last episode. Uh, everyone seemed to really be interested in what uh, Andy had to say uh, about the Saddest Landscape and their history as a band and so on and so forth. Uh, For those first-time listeners of the Justin Insight podcast, my name is Tim Burbeck. I am a writer, I am a lover of films, music and wrestling, Uh, but most importantly, I will be your body and vehicle through this podcast. Uh, Since the last episode, I've been pretty busy, to be honest. I went and saw Manchester by the Sea and uh, Split in my attempts to see all the kind of uh, award and nominee films um, and reviews will be up shortly uh, in the coming week on the Justin Insight website which is justaninsight.wordpress.com um, all I'll really say is that James McAvoy in Split is absolutely phenomenal um, but I'm not usually a M. Night Shyamalan if, if however you say his name uh, fan and towards the end of the film it becomes apparent why I will leave it at that um, I also had the opportunity to interview uh, Michael Beck, who played the iconic character of Swan in the uh, Warriors Warriors film. Um, I got to do that for uh, the website Vulturehound, so uh, you'll be able to read that over on their website, which is vulturehound.co.uk, uh, pretty shortly. Uh, this weekend's been a pretty busy one for me as well. I uh, went to Brighton and saw my good friends in Svalbard support Oathbreaker. Uh, if you haven't seen Oathbreaker before, I highly recommend getting out and seeing them if you get the chance uh, their last album was many people's record of the year for 2016 and it's pretty clear to see why because they were just heavy as hell and just didn't put a note wrong the whole set uh, also as this ep- episode is going to become very clear it's a very wrestling heavy weekend so not only do we have uh, NXT TakeOver in San Antonio. We also had the Royal Rumble. But I went to the latest Progress Wrestling chapter, chapter 43, Tropic Thunder Bastard. And yes, Jim Smallman, it is bastard, not bastard. Um, some really good mates. On, good mates, sorry, apologies. Great matches on this card. Um, my personal favourite was Ring Camp against the South Pacific Power Trip. Uh, not only because uh, Axel Dieter Jr. is my new crush. I thought he was absolutely phenomenal. Um, but it was just a really good match, had some really good spots in it um, and it's just now made me really want to see Travis Banks go on a singles run within the company which, fingers crossed, will happen in the future. Anyway, now on to uh, today's episode of the Justin Insight podcast. Uh, as the title suggests, we are going to be talking about the Royal Rumble so uh, if you haven't seen it yet, this will include spoilers. Uh, myself two and two friends of mine, uh, Callum Millwood and Ben Pittman, uh, sat down and gave our views on both NXT TakeOver San Antonio and the Royal Rumble. So once again, there will be spoilers on both shows. Now, all three of us are part of this uh, little Facebook wrestling group. So if you hear me mention, just say the group, that is what I'm referring to, not us as a group discussing it. Anyway, uh, let us know what your thoughts were on this weekend's wrestling. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at just underscore and underscore insight. Uh, Use the hashtag JAIpod. Uh, and I'll see your, all your comments and things there. Anyway, so I hope you enjoy the little chat that I had with Ben and Callan. And this your final warning, there will be spoilers. So I'll see you guys on the other side.
welcome to uh, my good friends Ben and Callan from our little Facebook wrestling group to the Just an Insight podcast. And this is going to be the first sort of look back on on the weekend's uh, wrestling antics. So obviously this weekend we had uh, NXT takeover Sacramento. Oh, not Sacramento, San Antonio, um, and Royal Rumble. So, um, what did you guys think of uh, both events overall? Um, yeah, do you want to go, Ben? Or no, I'll go on you first. Honestly, yeah, no. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I felt like considering the build going into uh, this weekend, uh, NXT in particular suffered a little, but um, I thought it was still a strong takeover. I didn't think it was necessarily the best one they've done, but um, I thought it was pretty an all-round pretty solid show for um, TakeOver this week. I, f- I feel like a lot of the predicted results going into TakeOver actually didn't really happen. Mm. Um, so, that well, was, yeah, I thought it was a strong I'm, little show, really. I'm going to have to disagree. But, uh, <laughs> I, think I, I think I nailed nearly everything on TakeOver apart from one, but, you know, we'll come yeah. back to that. Yeah. Mm. Um, quite, kind take of, o- TakeOver was great. Yeah. And kind of, like, I had a similar feeling going into TakeOver, I thought... The build-up to to some of the matches was quite weak, but as always, the actual show ended up being quite a spectacle, which is always kind of positive on on those yeah. sorts of things. Yeah. Um, did yeah. you, did either of you guys catch the the pre-show? Because I I didn't see it. Uh, so, I, was, what, so was there a pre-show? Because I I saw they announced that um, uh, No Way Jose was in some kind of match and I didn't even realise it wasn't so there on was, the There was a pre-show but there was no matches so it was like um, I don't know if anyone's got to take over London they did a, they did like a few matches before yeah, of the, course, like yeah. the, the, the live stream so I know that I think um, Tyler Bay did a match that will probably be and then Wolfgang as well I think did a, did a match that will be shown probably on next week's or oh, whatever, okay. uh, on the NXT on the Wednesday night I believe Right, okay uh, So then obviously- So yeah, so yeah Oh, sorry, go on. No, I say I watched it in the hope that there would, I'd see the match, but there was nothing. <laughs> yeah, um, never mind. Then, obviously, the first first match that we did have was obviously the perfect ten against uh, Eric Young. Um, mm. Kind of going into it, I think I think both of you kind of said that Ty would would go over. I, I was optimistic, and I didn't think that he would because. I think all of us hoped, and obviously we'll discuss later on, that he would be in the Rumble. So, yeah. obviously things have to go a certain way for the story to tell. But yeah. um, in general, what, what did you think of the match? Uh, generally, yeah, very good. I mean, I kind of kind of thought that it would be uh, Ty putting over uh, Eric Young and Sanity, which I guess it kind of was. Um, great to see. I mean, always gets a huge pop with for Ty, so, you know him coming out and everyone loving him and then going up against essentially three guys you know fantastic show yeah uh, yeah I, I think I found um, I was expecting uh, Ty to probably win this one and it's only because of um, the kind of losing streak gimmick they've been playing with him recently like as an underdog yeah um, I, I thought uh, Eric Young part of Sanity would take the fall I, I think they are looking strong and I thought they could probably wouldn't have looked too, you know, tarnished from taking the fall, but um, it was actually pretty good to see Eric Young kind of go over in this circumstance. It'll be interesting to see where they go with Ty from here, because mm. um, I, 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 you know, I've seen 
a position for Ty where he can be in potentially the main event of the NXT kind of title yeah. at some point down the road. But I'm not sure now, will he be jumping ship straight to the main roster or will he still be lurking around yeah. um, the NXT kind of card and how far they're going to play this underdog story without damaging him too much, really. Yeah. And, think, oh, sorry, go, go on, Ben. I was just saying, I think I read somebody's comment somewhere online that it said nobody nobody wins going out of NXT. Yeah. Like, I think... So, yeah. you know, possibly, but we'll see. Mm. And wanted to kind of obviously touch on, on the kind of storyline that they w- were building a little bit beforehand was obviously the whole Eric Young ha- handing the jacket to, to Ty and him rejecting it. Something that like really kind of echoed on me was that it was kind of almost similar to the Daniel Bryan, Bray Wyatt thing. Did you guys kind of see similarities with that yeah, not really thought about that, but yeah, I, I, I guess so. Yeah, and so yeah, I, I definitely saw tendencies like that. Um, never really clicked, really, because um, I guess going into Takeover, it wasn't a massive build into that storyline. Because um, I guess was it only a few weeks ago we really saw this match pop up? But, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I feel like there could have been a stronger build going into it, but um, this is it with. I find with most takeovers is there's you know you can miss the product for a few months and usually come around to takeover they still sell it to you on the performance alone of the match. Um, yeah, yeah. But, um, I yeah I still thought it was um, pretty solid. You know the, I feel like the uh, the uh, yeah they could they could have done a bit more with the feud going in. I think that with a lot of the matches on this on this card this takeover card it was. Was more about it, and it would. It really felt like a, a de- developmental thing. It was like the the guys that needed the push sort of went over really, and I think mm-hmm. for, for the for the most point over the over the night, you know, obviously we'll run through it, but you know, you saw that I think. Mm. And obviously, there wasn't too many kind of shenanigans involving like the rest of Sanity, but obviously the the introduction of with well, I call him Demo. Is it? Ki- Dillian Killian, K- Killian, Killian Dame, Dame. yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to sort of see what they do with Sanity. So, what what would you like to see them do as a collective? I love Sanity. I'm just going to put it out there. Like, I think I think it's great, and like, I, I totally pop when when the music hits. I yeah. just think it's ridiculous, and like, oh, they're crazy. But like, no, I, I, I think that all all four of them are, are pretty good in their own right. So mm. to have them as this sort of coming out and just beating down on everyone. Um, really, what I'd like to see happen is I'd like to see him um, go go up against Authors of Pain or something and just sort of like have a bit... Like, I, I assume there'll, there'll be like a tag team thing going on um, with uh, the other guys, but yeah, yeah I, I just sort of maybe just putting everyone on notice, going out there and being, being like the bad guys, I guess. And mm. they've not really done that. It's really been like them picking on people, but I want them to kind of pick on everyone I guess yeah yeah, oh. yeah I, 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 in respect I, I absolutely love what they're doing with Sanity at the moment and as Ben said I, I, every time I hear that music here I think it's just it's so cool but, um, <laughs> yeah yeah no, no, it's wicked I mean I love the Nikki Cross dynamic involved in Sanity I love what they're doing there and I'd, I'd almost like to see the family grow a little bit. Maybe I know they. Um, I can't remember the name of the fella, the other fellow who was kind of written out of the group. Um, but um, you know, well, he's, he's out injured, wasn't he? So they kind of. Oh, to, is that what it was? Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. 
Yeah, he, he picked up an injury, so they were like, kind of like, oh, we need a big guy. We've got a big guy in the performance centre, I, I believe, anyway. Um, mm. Unless I'm just fully buying the story. <laughs> but yeah. I, I... Um, and then, obviously, we went on to um, Andrade Cien Olmos mm. against Roderick Strong. I'm gonna outright say I I love Roddy like I loved him in Ring of Honor, and I just I think he's a brilliant performer. But one thing that instantly popped is his music. I think is fantastic. So I'm I think I'm gonna be a bit biased with with this. But yeah, what, what did you guys think of it? So I don't have the the sort of the the pre love for for Roddy, but I'm I, like I, I know about his background. I think that he's you know a dead good wrestler. But he's just got no character uh, in NXT at the minute. Yeah. He, he again needs building up. Um, people obviously might not know him. I think a lot of NXT viewers maybe not have watched other indies or watched the indies. So um, he's got that love from you know people like you, I guess. And then, <laughs> yeah. And, but but he's not really got that much else going on. So short of just being like a good wrestler. It's just a guy in trunks wrestling well, uh, so I, I mean I, I dig it, and I was really happy to see him go over. But you could see the crowd; they neither he didn't get a, a huge pop when he came out. He kind of just strolled out from the back, and it's yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm going to wrestle now. Uh, but still, you know, um, good good to see him come out on top and stuff. Mm. Yeah, I'd have to agree, really, because uh, I don't know much about Roddy outside of um, what he's doing in NXT recently. I know uh, his name and stuff and his kind of his history with Ring of Honor and stuff. Um, but as far as, uh, you know, uh, that that's that's all I really know about Roddy. Um, I I did enjoy the match. I really liked, uh, I, I'm really enjoying Sian Almas as his kind of heel kind yeah. of gimmick at the moment. I think that's working for him quite well. Yeah. Um, and especially with the style of wrestling he does when it's pretty flippy and, you know, um, it's, it's, you know, I think it's just, he's selling it well. Um, but yeah, I feel Roddy does need to find his feet with a bit more personality and hopefully he, he could potentially be one of the top guys in NXT. There is a bit of a hole there at the moment with um, main eventers. So yeah. give it a year and a bit and hopefully, you know, if Roddy finds his feet with, with and connects with the audience, I reckon we could probably see him a lot higher up the card anyway mm. he is a great performer I'd say there's a bit of a bit of a personality void just generally in NXT at the minute and I know it's probably quite harsh um, mm. but I don't think that they've got any sort of like real good talkers they've not they've not got like huge characters obviously you know Shinsuke Nakamura is a huge character but it it doesn't seem to sort of come across I think Bobby Roode, Roddy Strong, even like Cien Almas healing it up, great, but still not quite connecting. I think I think the you're missing Joe, you're missing uh, Finn Balor and stuff because obviously the, with the call ups, but there's there's not that huge charisma in there at the minute. I think mm. I don't know if, what you guys mm. think about that. Well, because one of the notes that I made was obviously the way that I kind of saw the match go, and obviously with Roddy going over is that they're kind of building him to be the next sort of main eventer. And I think yeah. you'd see maybe, well, what I'd personally like to see is later down the line is him feuding with Tommy End slash Alistair Black. Because I think them two would have like a really good sort of like light and dark sort of dynamic. So it would be interesting yeah. to see what kind of happens further down the line. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that as well. But 
at some point. Yeah. Uh, obviously, with CN like healing it up now, obviously, one of the things that really annoyed me is because obviously I was live tweeting during the event as well, and I saw certain people's comments about CN, and like I really enjoy him as a heel, but some people were saying he's too like his moves are still too kind of face like. Do you, I yeah. do you agree, or do you think he's doing a good job of being a heel? I don't think I don't think his move set is really like affecting his heel status. He's he's coming out and he's you know shouting at people and being being a bit mardy. So yeah, I think I think he's doing doing quite well on that front. I just I, like I I don't particularly have much love for him. So and I don't I don't I'm not in a oh he's a heel so I don't like him, but in a just like I'm a bit ambivalent towards yeah. him, which I think is is probably. You know, he might need to take it a bit further to get that heat. I don't think he's he's getting that kind of heat that someone like Elias Samson's getting. You know, just from being like hated. You know, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think I feel the same. Really, like, um, I, you know, I, I like what he's doing recently. I, w- I wouldn't say I'm sold on him as like one of my favourites in NXT. Um, I do feel like yeah, he could probably change his style a bit. You know, his move set is very. Like I said, very flippy, and you know, it. You know, I guess that's what he knows. But um, adjusting wouldn't really harm him at this point. Like I said, he's not like I wouldn't say he's like tremendously popular with me anyway. But yeah, he's still still a good wrestler. Can't you know? Can't fault that. There's still more to, to be done there. I think as a character. Mm. And we've touched on it already. Obviously, like NXT has to kind of build these characters. But one thing I did enjoy and sort of. I think the commentary did quite well. Was obviously we're building on the fact that Roddy is this sort of master of the backbreaker almost, and obviously there was two two spots that I made note of is that both involving turnbuckles that he dropped Cien on his back like from different angles. Yeah. So do you think that that could be a way of potentially building Roddy's gimmick? That'd be interesting. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah I'd, I'd be I'd be into that. Um... Yeah, like I think you know, same again. Really, like I'd like to see um, where they go with him and what they can do with him. But uh, that'll be that'll be cool little, cool little, uh, cool little uh, I guess, start to kind of yeah. make him look like a stronger guy. Anyway, yeah, cool. And then, yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, 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 it's cool. Um, and then obviously we had the the tag title match, which you guys were were split on who you wanted to win. So I think let me just quickly grab this up. Ben, did you? Oh, I you said that offers a pain, so you you went you got this one right. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I almost all my predictions were wrong. I think anyway. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't sort of like you know hot on the winning, but I think the idea that they you know DIY don't need to be the champs because they're so over. Like everybody loves them, and they they are dead good, and they they probably you know can do the whole chasing chasing the titles again you know going for the rematch maybe building towards the next um the next takeover but authors of pain need something like that they need legitimacy to to for anyone to care i mean they they're getting better you know i think the comments was like how young they are still and how much they've come on in such a short time but i think they still need that they need the straps just so then they can like go and beat the crap out of everyone and retain and, and be like, wow, you know, it, it makes it a bit a bit more of a thing rather than just two big guys going in yeah. and beating down, I guess. 
Yeah, I've you know I'm, I've been dead impressed with what they've been doing with Officer Payne. Um, they both look great together, and with Paul Ellering as well. He's um, he's really you know really bringing up that tag team very quickly as well. Um, with, with DIY losing, I, I was quite surprised. I feel like they there's been a lot of title changes recently across both you know brands, products, and everything. But um, uh, I, I could I could see DIY kind of going holding the title a bit longer. <laughs> And I think, you know, I was just surprised to see them drop this soon. Yeah. Um, especially to the office pain. I, I feel like they, I, I love them, but I feel like they're still, still got a lot to kind of learn. I know there was some qualms like a few months ago with them potentially injuring someone on, on like an, an uned match from next yeah, day yeah. with some yeah. kind of severe kind of head power bomb thing. Um, but um, yeah, you know, I, I'll be happy to see DOI chase the titles again going into Mania weekend. Um, but I feel like with NXT, it's always felt quite sacred. Um, the fact there's only been one or two time champions yeah. in the NXT product. I feel like if DOI do win it back, um, you know, it's in such a short amount of time, we've seen a lot of two time champions within NXT. So I don't know, you know, I'll see what they do with them. They might even come up before then, but um, I reckon they'll be more likely to kind of. You know, you see them on the main roster post Mania, but um, yeah, I reckon there's probably a stronger story to be told um, with DIY still in NXT. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I think there's people that are probably uh, tag teams, you know, revival perhaps to go up before DIY. I think, as you said, there's a lot of work to be done. I can see them sort of winning and losing the titles a couple of times before they eventually have a big fallout, and you know that you you can tell that that's already. You know that's written out for you for them two to feud. So. Yeah. Mm. Well, because yeah, that was but... something else I was going to. Sorry, sorry it's just something else I was going to touch on because obviously they've been sort of teaming t- together just mainly in NXT. Obviously, all their stuff in the indies as well, and you can tell there's clear sort of chemistry between the two of them. Yeah. So, do you think it'll be long before they do split them and, and get them before to feud, or do you reckon that'll be a main roster kind of thing? Uh, is this DIY? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know really. I feel like I think they will wrestle as a tag team on the main roster. Um, I'd be surprised if they do split them up this soon. Yeah. Um, especially when they're this hot. Uh, I feel like there's again they they got a longer story to tell there. Um, I rec- you know I reckon we could see that in a couple like a year's time maybe. But like um, I feel like once they arrive on the main roster, they, they probably will stay as a tag team. I'm not sure if they jumped to Raw or SmackDown, but I know there's a bit of a hole in the tag division on Raw they, yeah. c- they could benefit from. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure, really. It's a toughie. Um, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I can't see where... They, I, I think there'll probably be some time before they split them up, but I can't imagine them going up to main roster this soon. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who will probably make that jump before, I might say. And kind of one of the things that I've really enjoyed about this match is obviously not just the fluidity of it, but the the obviously the the token callback spot with them doing the the two submissions on Aikam and Razar. Yeah. Were you impressed? But that they called that back, and obviously it made Authors of Pain look strong by powering out of it. Yeah, look, I mean, it, it looked great. You know, I think I think I like one of the notes I made is that it's it's difficult to have the same kind of match with two huge guys like that than yeah. it is with like the, the revival, you know, they, 
it's just not it's not the same dynamic. But I think that DIY definitely pulled off a lot of really good stuff with those guys. I mean, you know, Champa doing his uh, his suplexes and stuff was incredible to watch. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, the callback really was. I, I guess it was you know probably a bit of a you know uh, finger in the face to the fans as well. Like, yeah. hey, remember how much you loved it when this happened? Well. No, they they've lost and they've lost the titles. So you know it's it's typical uh, WWE booking, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I, it's great to see uh, uh, the officers pain move set. Um, typically, with bigger guys um, in a tag team, like you know they got the uh, the kind of what's it um, like you know power bomb into each other. Yeah, and I liked how they did break up that spot with the um, like they replicated um, Dallas with um, or oh, sorry Dallas Toronto, sorry and. Um, with you know essentially breaking up with a, a big old power bomb into um Gargano um yeah I, I like that I like they kind of did that um style and kind of you know it gets a bit more heat on them as well kind of especially when it's such a memorized spot from Toronto as well yeah, yeah. um no no it was I, I enjoyed it anyway and what I need to I need go on sorry no go on go on Ben I was just going to say, I need to question uh, the the entrance for authors of Payback. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that was one of my like, big questions. So <laughs> what was exactly going on with the lacy things over their heads? One with the mask. Have we seen the masks before? Well, when no, they first no. came out, like when they first debuted, they wore the masks before, but, right. but without the lacy veils. So I don't yeah. get what that was all about. Did they both have masks or just one of them? No, no, they both did. The oh, okay. But, so, so I think what happened is when when Ellerin went to pull the the lace off, it got stuck on one of them. I, I, I'm really bad; I can't remember which one. Uh, but like, got stuck, and then because it got stuck, he he forgot to take it off, and then there was just this whole like, oh god, what's was, going on? I just remember at that point the camera was on the one that forgot to take his mask off, and you could see on his face he was like, shit, I forgot to take it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, it was you know borderline shot master, but not quite. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you guys think of the the finish to this match? I can't. Uh, I can't remember. The it was it was a bit sloppy. It was it was their sort of uh, clothesline. Um, one of them grabs them, the other one clotheslines yeah. them and slams them down. Uh, it was sloppy in as much as they didn't know which side the hard camera was. Uh, but it was you know it, they. They took them out in like a, a it, it was a strong finish, you know, it was them showing how powerful they are, I guess. So, yeah. uh, you know, nitpicking aside, it, I, I, I dug it. I thought that it, once again, it was the people that needed to go over because, you know, you could, you can perennially put the people who are the fan favourites over and over and, and the internet will go, yay, but... If you if you if you try to develop people, then this is that is the, it was the right decision in my eyes. You know, mm. I wasn't I wasn't upset by it. I've got to say, I enjoyed the I can't remember what they called it. Now. I think it's super, super collider or whatever it was. The, yeah. the like back to back power bombs that was pretty cool. But yeah, the yeah. the actual sort of last chapter clothesline was was a little bit sloppy. But as you say, it gets them over. It makes them look like the monster tag team, and that's kind of the most important thing at the end of the day, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I pretty much agree with what Ben said there. Like, um, I, I, you know, I feel they still need to sell what their actual kind of big finisher is. That you know, this is I haven't watched too much of the Office of Pain outside 
Um, but like, yeah, you know, I feel like they could. Um, it was, it was, you know, it was a fine ending for me. You know, I think I, you know, the right, the right guys went over in the end, despite my predictions. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then obviously move on to the the women's uh, fatal four way. Yeah. Straight off the bat, I I know we spoke about sanity before, but I think Nikki Cross is like a bit too much crazy. I think she needs to <laughs> dial it back a bit, in my opinion. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I'd like, I think because Oscar's got that sort of like still crazy, I, I mean, like, like the calm crazy intenseness, I think that it's kind of like a real good sort of balance to that. And, you know, I quite like seeing them too because they're both like putting out that uh, I'm mental and I'm going to kick your head in kind of vibe. But one of them's just, yeah. I don't know. I, I, again, Say said before, I'm a big sanity fanboy, so don't don't mind it all. <laughs> yeah, you've you've got all of them pulling crazy faces. So if you were say dial it back for her, you say to the others, you know, stop stop being so stop laughing for no reason. Why, why are you laughing? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I felt the same kind of um, with you there, Tim. Like when when sanity first uh, debuted i did feel like the crazy was up to 100 it was a bit much i feel like they have actually dialed it back a bit with um with nikki cross um compared to especially them debuting but yeah. um uh you, you know i don't mind it either really you know i quite like it you know nikki cross is by far one of my favorite uh women wrestlers on the nxt roster at the moment um there's definitely going to be some great chemistry with that um of Asuka down the line, I reckon. Um, mm. She's probably the next potential uh, big kind of feud there in NXT. Surprised um, Ember Moon really hasn't been in this picture because I've, I've been quite impressed with her. Yeah. But, um, See, I feel like they're but, yeah, that's a different that. discussion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on the, for the match, loved it. Absolutely loved it. Love um, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Like, yeah. They are. They are my favourites in in the NXT Women's Division at the minute. They like they've just been amazing for the last couple of months. Just being absolute jerks, like just laughing at people. Um, well, to me, like, it kind of feels yeah. like they should be. Well, they are what Dana Brooke and Emma should have been, kind of thing. Yeah, mm. it's like Mean Girls. They're Mean Girls, basically. Um, and did they won they won like the Breakout Award or something, didn't they? But, yeah, like, between them. And I think I think that's totally fair. Like they've they've done some really really good work, and you know, and and conversely to like the the main event guys, you you've got like tons of charisma in in, in those lot, and they just I, I I know a few I know a lot of people don't like them for that reason, but I, yeah, totally dig it. One one, I guess it's it's kind of what I, I expect like the club to be like, you know, <laughs> yeah, going around and but but they don't quite pull it off as well, I think. But whereas the there's. Um, Hey, Royce Billy Kay totally, totally nail it. Um, liked what they did in terms of just sort of like running away, doing the whole heel like, oh, let them fight, and then running back in and like having a go when when you know being opportunist. Thought thought that really worked for him. I enjoyed like the fact that um, for a lot of the time they were holding hands as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I loved the spot with um the, the table spot with Nikki Cross. I thought yeah. it was just hilarious. I, I loved. Uh, it's like it's like watching um. You know, just two Starbucks girls doing a hardcore spot and then just like celebrating, <laughs> yeah. like jumping around and hopping. It was hilarious. I just, it's uh, I've I've loved what they've done recently with them too. Um, 
it's uh, they've done you know they did the right thing by put, making this four way and putting those women in that match. Um, yeah. There is again a hole in the roster there, so and I'm really glad they got this kind of spotlight, <clears throat> especially on a big pay per view. So um, no, I, I love the dynamic of what they did. It, you know, they just let Nikki Cross and Asuka go at it, and then every now and then sliding on in and just having a go really. You know? Yeah, it's good. It's great for their characters anyway. And yeah, what. Obviously, when it kind of boiled down to just Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, and Asuka, it was almost like they were pu- pushing Peyton a bit more. And I thought that was an interesting dynamic because all the sort of programming leading up to it, Billy Kay was kind of the stronger of the pairing. So it was yeah. nice to see Peyton get, get that outing for a change. Yeah, I, I, we were having a discussion about this yesterday and everyone's saying that they thought that Peyton Royce is the better wrestler, um, and which I, I think probably, we. I, I was like, well, I don't know because I don't feel like I've seen that side of it. But um, yeah, it's, it's good to see them give, uh, you know, when they, she gave, Billy Kay gave her the pin, they were like, oh, you can have, you can have that, you can, you know, uh, pin Os- Oscar, so... Mm. Yeah, no, um, it's been surprising because uh, I guess, you know, about this time last year, this was when Peyton Royce was really kind of appearing on TV. Yeah. Um, and she had the, uh, you know, the, the kind of Poison Ivy kind of gimmick going on. Yeah. So she, she you know, to see Billy Kay overtake Peyton Royce in such a short amount of time in terms of who's getting the push out of the two um, has been surprising for me in the past few months. But to see Peyton Royce, you know, getting that spot on this occasion, um, has looked great for her. I, I you know, um, yeah. No, she's again. Them two have come up really quick together in the past, just the past few months alone. So, yeah, be interested to see where they go from it. Really. And the thing that obviously a lot of people in our group obviously mentioned, and people on Twitter said as well, the fact that they didn't pin each other. Like my view on that was the fact that it kind of made them look stronger rather than going for. A, the easy option they wanted to beat the champion is like yeah do you think they should have pinned each other i think that i think they probably didn't through a for a like a storytelling point of view and, and just because of a spot point of view because they had a spot where oscar was wiped out and um and nikki cross was wiped out so if they'd have done that at any point then you'd have had people going well why aren't you going back to what you just tried because there was like a, there was a huge amount of time where both uh, both of them were just sort of like, hey, we could we there are plenty of time to do it. So I think that from a from like a TV point of view, I guess it probably wouldn't have made sense to even attempt that. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, you know, I, I quite like the fact uh, you know they keep true to their kind of partnership and you know, keeping with that. So I feel like it's the right thing to do at this time. I don't think they should be any kind of conflict within their little group to kind of try and pin each other or anything like that Mm. in this match anyway. So it made sense. Yeah. And again, going back to kind of Peyton getting the the push out of the two, the one thing I I absolutely loved was obviously when Asuka did kick out of both her pin attempts was just the pure like animal scream that came from her. I thought it was absolutely (laughs) brilliant. Mm. No, she did that... uh, that kind of bridge kick out, didn't she? Yeah. Um, where it wasn't just a kick, it was just like lifting the weight off of her. That was a nice little sell as well. But the actual finish, obviously, was, was a little bit, well, in my opinion, it was a little bit rushed. But Yeah, it seemed a bit sloppy. Yeah. 
I thought the match felt a bit short, really. Um, it just felt like it was over before it really kind of really, you know, kicked into the you know the full kind of momentum of the match. Mm. But, but that was my two cents on the whole thing, really. Yeah. Obviously, with Asuka still holding the belt, do we think a singles run with Nikki, or do we see Ember Moon kind of getting a look in in the title shot? So I, I think Ember Moon's got to be the one to because she's been such a like a force and they've not really sort of come head to head yet so he like because obviously Asuka being undefeated for so long mm. it may, to me to me it kind of makes sense to play that out and have that like I guess you know but maybe that's way too obvious to have Mania Weekend take over Ember Moon and Oscar like yeah. fi- finally dethroning the uh, the Queen as it were so this is what I thought. Like I actually predicted uh, Nikki Cross to win this four-way because right. I thought it would be a good way out for um, Oscar to kind of uh, lose the title but actually not be pinned and so you can kind of keep her strong yeah. um, if she if they work to kind of bring her up. Um, I'm not sh- You know, I feel like if they do bring up Oscar, they should probably, you know, keep her undefeated somehow. And I thought this might be, you know, how many, you know, women's four-way match up matches are we going to see in NXT so I thought this would be a good chance to kind of get Nikki the title um, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if they would necessarily do a rematch following it and but like yeah I, I'm not sure where they're going to go from here really I, I reckon they're probably going to go with uh, a Nikki Cross Asuka kind of feud um, but you know this is the thing like I wouldn't necessarily see that at the next takeover they probably do it on an NXT taping between now and Mania yeah um, and maybe we will see Ember Moon in the picture come the main weekend to take over. So I'm not sure. We'll see where we go, really. And then closing out the night, we had the the battle of the entrances of uh, Bobby Roode and Shinsuke Nakamura. We'll start with that point. Wh- whose entrance did we think was better? Roode had the better entrance. Yeah, I Do you reckon? I've, I like Shinsuke's. Uh, what does somebody call it? Like the epilepsy wagon, <laughs> <laughs> running on. Like, no, I, I think I, I don't know. He just seemed to. He seems to be getting a bit. I, I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't as ridiculous as previous. Uh, I guess you know, with all of the the, the violin players and stuff. But um, Rude coming in with his his harem was just ridiculous and obnoxious mm. and everything that he should be. I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, I love, I love, uh, you know, they they both got great music as well. Yeah. Um, uh, we, the thing is, you know, some I feel like the fans kind of ruin Nakamura's music too much. They'll they'll be singing it the whole match and whirring away, and you know, I I love it to bits. But um, this that's why I'd, I'm more inclined to say Rude as the better <laughs> entrance. But not only just because. Um, you know, with multiple women over his arm going into the ring, and it just plays on his character perfectly. You know, yeah, um, yeah. Nah, rude. Had a better one. <laughs> yeah. um, it was. It's kind of like a, a cross between like Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels or something. You know, like yeah. just just full on ridiculousness of of that intro. I feel like there should have been some pyro, and I don't know whether or not that. You know, there was something missed, or just I just it felt like it, it needed some. Some kind of pyro at yeah. the end of that, but ah, well, <laughs> yeah. talk all night about. I, I, actually, I actually, actually thought um, they botched um, some pyro actually in Bobby Roode's entrance because yes. when he 
was I the only one who noticed that? Because I, I assumed there was going to be like a big, you know, glittery curtain of That's pyro. What I, I was expecting that. <laughs> I heard a pop and I thought, oh, there's some pyro going to hit and nothing happened. So maybe there was something like that meant to happen. I'm not sure. No, I'm, I'm, uh, must have, I must have missed yeah. that. But anyway, so on to the actual match. I thought this was quite... I thought it was quite slow to start with because... Yeah. I, hmm. I'm, I like Bobby Roode and I think like... Obviously, the the final outcome, I'm really happy with it because I think it kind of builds his whole we're going to take NXT to the next level and and things like that. But I don't know, just something in the mechanics just wasn't quite there at the start. But I, I don't know. Yeah. What, did you guys think that as well? Yeah, I, I thought um, that, you know, the, the momentum didn't really kick in to the last 10 minutes or 15 minutes of it. Um, it was a fairly average matchup at that point. Um, the crowd... I wouldn't, I wouldn't say we're necessarily as investors into it until that point. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd say it was a bit slow at the start. Totally, yeah. Unfortunately, going to agree with all of you rather than having a bit of a, a, a difference of opinion <laughs> yeah. on the spot. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I've got now. That it wasn't, it wasn't very exciting until the last sort of section where you know it was, it was a bit of a back and forth, and there was actually some drama to it. It was, it was more a bit of. I don't know, just a lot of sort of posturing for quite for the first half, I guess. Mm. Like, and I know that's kind of like the thing. They're both these these big egos, but no, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, it was just more for yeah. the first ten minutes, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, I was a bit disappointed with it, and I, I got it wrong. I thought Shinsuke was going to retain. I don't. Um, it kind of makes sense with, like we said, like the the whole putting putting the people that need need it over which seemed to, seemed to be the 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 evening apart from um well i, I don't think even the uh the, the women's match because i don't think anyone in that match needed to win that yeah. i think everyone's quite doing quite well but yeah like everyone else kind of needed that that push and that elevation which i guess everyone got but yeah i don't know like a little bit disappointed by that match um I, apart from obviously like the last sort of five ten minutes, really. Mm. Um, yeah, I felt um, when the when the uh, when Bobby went in for his finish after they were playing on the injury, that's when the whole ramp, the whole match just turned for me. And if you know, you know, it was literally those last ten minutes. It made it a great match for me. I felt, yeah, you know, for the majority of the start, I feel like it was a bit flat, really, until that injury angle. Well, yeah, the bit that kind of turned it for me was when. Rude was kind of playing playing dead sort of thing and Shinsuke was going nuts ready to hit yeah. uh, King Jaza but Rude just wasn't having any of it was just laying dead on the floor I thought that was that was really well done and he kind of evaded another sort of King Jaza set up later on I, and I, in my view that kind of made Rude look stronger because he okay he was hit with one later but obviously that resulted in the injury like was from the injury and Shinsuke couldn't yeah. capitalize so it was almost like he'd he'd got Shinsuke's number and he'd avoided his his big finish almost yeah the, the mind games it was uh Bobby Roode was playing I think I can't remember I think it was Corey said at one point a runaway mind game which is my favorite ride at all times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but uh yeah no it was it was it was it, yeah, it did really kick in, as you say, and I think that it made Rude look really strong. Uh, and just when he was like 
punching the knee when he had him in, in like the, yeah, the half yeah. grab. That was great. And it was just sort of like, it's like, yeah, well, that's what you want to see. You want to see sort of a, a, a good bit of healing. Yeah, I feel, I think it wouldn't necessarily, the match didn't necessarily make uh, Rude look like a stronger guy, but more of a smarter um, opponent. So like yeah. with, um, it wasn't, you know, Nakamura's injury wasn't brought on by the facts. Um, Rude was working the knee the whole time. The injury came up because uh, Nakamura was the one who went for the running kind of knee on the apron. Um, and then he just played on it for the rest of the match. So, it, yeah. you know, I, I think that was a very smart way to kind of um, not necessarily make Rude look like the stronger guy, but the smarter athlete. And that's a great way to kind of get, um, you know, a strong heel character like Rude over, mm. in, in especially a big championship match like that. I did predict... Nakamura to come and come out of this with the championship still. I reckon he would have probably held the title for a bit longer. But um yeah, no, I, I love the result. I was I was pretty impressed with it. Yeah. One thing I did like as well was at the end was this kind of shines Nakamura in a good light as well. Was when Rude hit that second big DDT, Nakamura just kind of completely pancaked. It was like he literally killed him. So I, th- I think that kind of shows testament to Nakamura's ability to sell a move as well. Yeah, no, I love that. And yeah. Who do we think that Rude will kind of... Do we do we see a rematch or do we see someone else coming in and feuding with Rude? I don't know. Who, who, could you, who would you put with him? But this is it. There's a big hole in the kind of main event roster, especially at the moment. I think the, the big four there at the moment is Rue, Nakamura, and then you got um, Billinger and Aries. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I reckon we'll see the rematch first before any of those kind of feuds pop up. Um, maybe rest, probably WrestleMania weekend, except the two biggest stars they've got at the moment. Um, I feel like Dillinger definitely needs to come up into that um, championship spot before he leaves NXT. Um, you know, he's been there a long time now, um, and I reckon that it'll be a good opportunity to play the underdog angle with Rude and Dillinger uh, down the line. But I reckon for the immediate future, we'll probably see the rematch. Um, I'm not sure Nakamura will be instantly on telly again um, with the injury, so we might see him in a couple of weeks in NXT. But yeah, I think, I think we'll see Joe come back and. Yeah, they 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 teased him, didn't they, in the crowd? Yeah, that is interesting, actually. Yeah, um, at the time before the um, obviously this pay per view, I didn't expect to, um, Joe to be there at all. And um, you know, I think everyone was kind of predicting he would be in the Rumble, considering he hasn't been on NXT TV for a while. But um, yeah. yeah, no, uh, that could well happen, actually. So who knows? See, I was I was thinking along the lines of get that final run in for for Ty if Ty is still going to stay on NXT, even put the strap on him just for for a couple of months. I think just to kind of validate yeah. all the work he's done. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see where they go with it. Really. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree with that. And I, then... I just can't see them doing it. They've not done it for so long. I just feel like it's just you know. I, I can see him going up before he, he gets the title. It's, for me, it's it's the same as um, Tyler Breeze. Oh, yeah, like, I was just about to say, Ty- it's kind of Tyler Breeze syndrome, isn't it? Yeah. So, like, Tyler was, like, you know, absolutely killing it at NXT, and then they brought him up, and he, we all know what's happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, hot cops. Hot <laughs> cops. But not quite what 
you'd well, you know, what you'd expect from from that sort of meteoric rise, as it were, especially with like all the breaking ground stuff. I think that Ty's been getting a lot of Ty Dillinger's been getting a lot of coverage and like you know fan favorite and you know there's that whole story. But then it's like, well, are you? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think they. I can't see it happening. No, personally. Yeah, I feel like if they're gonna, you know, he's super over at the moment, Dillinger. And I feel like if they're gonna play on that a bit, leaving it a few months down the line until they start a new feud um, for the championship in NXT, it might be a bit, you know, a bit Ziggler, where, you know, he's had his flash in the pan, and you know, his momentum might die with the fans later down the line. So maybe it's better to capitalise on it soon with, um, with Dillinger going to the main roster. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I would, I'd, personally, I'd like to see him as the NXT champion before he comes up. So I feel like I'll, you know, give him a bit more credit when he does arrive. Yeah. But yeah. Um, how how long can they hold out on him, really? Um, <laughs> yeah. And how, you know, this the issue of the underdog story that, that we've, you know, got used to over the years is, um, you know, they can be hot, hot as shit. And then when eventually, when it comes to, um, pulling the trigger, they just leave it a bit late, and then that's it, really. Sadly. And then we come on to the the six hours, which was the Royal Rumble. <laughs> And did you guys watch, oh, watch can, the pre-show? Can I just, can I just, uh, just give a, an honorary, honorary mention to uh, the greatest of all time, Corey Graves, for his commentary for NXT. Oh, yeah, incredible. yeah. And believe he's he's moving on. They've been replaced with Nigel McGuinness. Yeah, that, well, because that was what was supposedly announced on the, on the pre-show. So yeah. I'm not sure if they're keeping Percy Watson... Tom Phillips. Yeah, they're still doing three-man team, I believe. Yeah, it'll be. I, I, I'm not a massive fan of Percy Watson, to be honest, but <laughs> I guess you need that colour commentator to go with with the heel, don't you? So. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I think they've um, they've actually just put an article out on NXT saying Grace is stepping down from NXT and going away from there. So McGuinness yeah. is going to be filling. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not quite about Percy either, really. No. Quite happy as long as we still get uh, Corey Graves and Austin Aries on 205. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the best commentary team going. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how long they keep Austin down there because he's, uh, you know, I don't know how long his injury is going to be kind of around for. I reckon, considering the hole in the NXT main event, I will need Aries at some point wrestling. Mm. Yeah, but he keeps talking about. Keeps, anyway, we're moving away from this, but we keep talking about uh, two about two hundred five live and how you know he is a cruiserweight in terms of weight. So I I can see him popping up on there as yeah. well. I don't know if they'll do both. I think because or... he's been on the on two hundred five live on on like the live TV, it kind of he's already ready there to to put on kind of thing, really, isn't he? Yeah, do a run in. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> uh, pre-show started off with a six six women tag. Um, I think both of you said that you went for the heel team, but obviously it was the faces yeah. that, that went over. Mm. Well, did did we really care for this match? Uh, not yeah. I, I don't want to be like that and say I wasn't that bothered, but it just there was nothing to it. It was just like here's a bunch of people who have had a feud at some point over the last 
couple of months. Uh, it's a way of getting all of the, you know, the, well, a lot of the women's division in. Um, it just, it seemed like a bit of a sloppily, hastily thrown together kind of match. Yeah. Um, it, it was okay. It had, you know, it made Mickey James look good, which kind of think they needed, they need to because no one really cares at the minute. Yeah. I say that based only on the crowd reactions. Yeah, yeah. From uh, from appearances, um, but you know, it 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 helped build the Alexa Naomi feud, I guess. With with uh, with the pin, but yeah, there was I've, you know wasn't very much to that. Um, I don't know how how long it ran for, but I don't feel like it was that long, really. Yeah, I I uh, I kind of missed most of this match actually. Um, I kind of just worked on the pre-show halfway through this, um, but you know the build to it. You know, it, it just feels like a pre-show kind of thrown together match. Sadly, um, yeah. You know, I'd, I'd li- yeah, I would like to see more, especially on you know something as big as the uh, Royal Rumble. But um, I, yeah, I expected the uh, heels would go over. I, I, I was expecting Mickey to probably you know get the pin. And uh, considering she's just debuted, and they probably want to make her look a bit stronger. Um, but yeah, no, I'm glad uh, you know they're furthering this story of Naomi and and Bliss, and interesting kind of um, choice to pin the women's champion there. Um, yeah. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I only caught the last half. Like I said, I wish I had a bit more to say about the. Actual <laughs> well, one thing that I did, I might be among the minority here, but. Obviously, it kind of builds on three storylines, but the one that, well, it might be interesting later down the line, but I've really grown tired of Becky Lynch. Like, I just, I'm not invested in her whatsoever anymore. And I just, I don't know, I just felt out of the six women that were in this, she was kind of the one lost in the shuffle, even though she's meant to be one of the the higher card names. I'm surprised you to hear you say that. Really, I quite like um, what Becky's done. Uh, you know, it, I feel like the yeah the the women's division in SmackDown is very strong at the moment. Um, I can understand why people might not like Becky. She can be pretty insufferable, but I do like her promo here and there. Um, yeah, I, I'm glad they're kind of mixing up the kind of title picture now, um, and I'm glad they're kind of keeping Mickey James aligned with Alexa. I feel like. Behind the scenes, she's going to be teaching Alexa a lot very quickly over the next few months. But, um, you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like Becky should be in that hot spot at the moment anyway. Yeah, would agree. Um, <laughs> she's, she's kind of, well, she's kind of just sort of, I don't know. She's, it's difficult when you've got, if you think about like the, the, for women that came up from NXT, well, you know, or not all at the same time, but you had like Becky, Sasha, and Charlotte come up around the same time, and then you know, obviously with the brand split, I feel like, with the exception of Charlotte, the others are getting a bit sort of lost in the mix, as yeah. you say, but in a bad way because obviously you've got some some women who are already here, and then some who have come up since as well. So it's kind of like. I don't know. I, I mean, I just don't know why they didn't just do like a, a, a mini rumble. I, yeah. I don't understand why they. Yeah. There is clearly like a, you know, you could have had fifteen. I guess time wise, but I, I think I, that, I don't know. They they shoehorn in a lot of stuff in a short yeah. short amount of time. Like um, 
it, that would probably make more sense to do some kind of battle royal. Um, yeah. Just yeah, to open the show, royal, yeah. especially especially pre-show, that probably would have sold a few things, I reckon. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, they could have done more going into this. Obviously, it's just thrown together. Mm. And something that I I actually heard on a, another sort of podcast in the run up to the Rumble, obviously we saw kind of a, a potential build to Bliss and Naomi. They were saying that that feud could potentially run to Mania um, and give Naomi the belt in uh, Mania because she's from Orlando. Um, It'd be quite interesting to see because I I do like Naomi, but there's still a lot of room for her to grow. And in that almost two to three month period, she could come on a lot. So do do you see that feud running that long or will it be up until Elimination Chamber and then that's done with? I'm not, you know, I, I really quite like, I think Naomi, out of all the um, women athletes on uh, SmackDown, she's arguably one of the most athletic out of all of them. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not sure, really, if I'd be sold on a big kind of run into Mania. I feel, I, you know, she's probably overdue a spot like this. You know, she's been with the company for a long time now. Um, and, you know, her new entrance is pretty strong, I feel. You know, it's probably the best, Best gimmick for her, considering a dance. Just give her the belt already, just for the entrance alone. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, just the entrance. Her entrance is cool. Give her the belt now. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if I want to see that any really. Uh, I feel like, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, maybe we'll see Mickey James kind of, you know, with Alexa Bliss and they fall out at Mania. I'm not sure. I think there'll be more money there, but um, I don't know. <laughs> It's a toughie because it's like, who do you want to see with the belt? Yeah. At them lot, and and at the minute, obviously, I think Alexa is the fan favourite, even though she's the heel. But I don't know. I'd say fan. Yeah. Fan favourite. <laughs> um, they could. I mean, they could go and do like you know, like another fatal four way or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I've got very little for this one. <laughs> no, that's cool. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll move on then to the to the Raw Raw Tag Team Titles. Obviously, changing hands to the club. Um, Callan, I'm going to direct this one at you because you said that you wanted to see Sheamus and Cesaro hold the titles a little bit longer. I I'm with Ben. I wanted the club to to take the belts. So, what? Why did you think they needed the belts a long, little bit longer? I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I I want on the club to win the titles. Uh, I just think in terms of storytelling, I predicted it would be a bit, it would make more sense for them to kind of let them to hold the title a bit longer, considering they just broke the record, you know, record breaking tag team championship reign mm. um, from the new day. I thought they can't change this soon. Can they, you know, um, uh, you know, I thought I, I want the club to win. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, uh, but, uh, I thought, yeah, I don't think the creative would diminish the title kind of uh, you know, reputation this much so soon. I'm not saying you know the club's going to take away from that. I I'm actually feel like this is probably going to benefit in the long run now. But I thought they, you know, they probably keep the titles on James's are a bit longer, considering we've just seen a title change. Um, no, I'm I'm actually chuffed that um, the club walked away with this one, uh, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just expected to see them to hold it for a bit longer, really. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I had the club winning this, but I think I think with in the same way with like the NXT results, you know, you needed they've the club have been floundering a bit. They you know, and it's only really on this sort of build to the the title, like you know, with the feud with Cesaro Sheamus that they've really sort of come into their own. I don't know if that's uh, an unpopular opinion, but. Feel like they've just not done very much and not looked very strong. Yeah, it's only recently that they've kind of started this build, and I think this is really good for them because it will it will sort of again it's, it's legitimising some people that already are quite legit legit. But when you're in this world where you've got I don't know five ten minutes on Raw each week and you're just losing uh, to then be able to come out and be like because they can go out and do that whole like I said with the Billy Kay, Peyton Ross, the the, uh, the bragging, the the being the being the jerks, and they they have that a little bit, but now they they got the gold and they can do that and be like, yeah, calling everyone nerds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I do like that they call everyone nerds. I think that's brilliant. Um, yeah. No, I I like to, you know, I you know, I've got a theory that um, when the club debuted on Raw and then Finn Balor debuted a few months later, I reckon when. Finn won that title at SummerSlam. They might have had a plan for um, the club and Finn, um, maybe like a little hill run. But putting Finn on the shelf, I feel like they just haven't known what to do with the club for yeah. the past four months, five months. Um, yeah. And they have looked, you know, fairly weak. Um, I thought I can't remember which pay per view it was. Um, I think maybe Hell in Cell when um, they beat uh, who did they beat Enzo Cass. I think they did. Yeah. Um, the night after that, you know, um, I, I thought I was like, oh, finally, they're going to, you know, make these guys look like strong competitors within the tag scene there. And then the next night, we had that Halloween gimmick match and they lost and then it was like, oh, right, back to square one. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, since then, especially the past few weeks, um, they've looked, you know, like absolute, you know, the monsters they should be within that tag scene. And uh, I'm... I'm glad they're finally running with them. I hope. I actually hope they hold these titles for a while as well. I think that's only going to legitimise them as you know, not just one of the strongest tag teams in the world currently, but like you know, within WWE, I think they, it's important they tell that story now. Mm. Yeah. And the, the match in general, uh, there wasn't really too many talking points of it, but obviously the the whole stipulation well stipulation was this this second ref that kind of almost seemed null and void. So. Did, yeah, I I love the spot um, where the ref just ate shit from Shane's <laughs> yeah. It was great. I was trying to find videos for it for hours with my mate Harry, and we couldn't find a gif at all. But no, you know, it was a bit of a weird gimmick. I thought, did anyone else feel that? Yeah, I just didn't really I, get just it. Just kind of pointless. Yeah, just like oh, here's something to make you watch it, but actually, what's it going to add? Very little. <sighs> yeah. I think the only time they really told that story with the second ref was, um, I think maybe it was Anson doing a dirty pin and the yeah, second ref yeah. had to get the attention of the other ref to say, look, something's going on over here. Yeah. But um, yeah, apart from that, it, it felt a bit pointless, you know. Uh, in the yeah, end, like yeah. Maybe, they, maybe they'd hired loads of referees for the Rumble <laughs> and they just thought, you know, we'll get someone else out for this match. They've got plenty in the Rumble itself, you think they? Yeah. And... I think... I think my main point of the whole thing was just uh, again, you know, probably a, a popular opinion, but Cesaro just making everyone look great. Oh like, yeah, he, he's just yeah. such a good worker. Like, 
Uh, so, yeah. when, do you, when do you feel they're going to finally uh, run with Cesaro? I was just about to say, they need to pull the trigger on him surely soon. Like, I, I guess they're teasing the breakup already, but um, yeah. I reckon we'll see that main... Like, do we want to see Sheamus Cesaro again at Mania? Because we just literally watched about 10 matches that last year. Um, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, the pro- it's the problem that we have with the WE is that what uh, what do you do with these guys? Like, they're great, and, like... But where do you put where do you put Cesaro? Where do you put Sheamus? Like Sheamus isn't going to be in the in the title picture. Oh, so um, I'd, I'd like, like to title picture. I'd like to see Cesaro go against Jericho for the US title. Give that back some some legitimacy because I think the whole time it was on Reigns, I thought he just completely disrespected the belt in total honestly. But yeah, oh, he killed it. He absolutely killed it after after Cena made it so like so important. It just came back down to being nothing. Yeah, so I'd like to see Jericho Cesaro go for that. Again, Sheamus is one of those ones that might get lost in the shuffle a bit. He'll probably end up doing money in the bank spots or something, but we'll we'll wait and see further down the line, I guess. And obviously, later on in the show, we see that there's confrontation between them two again, don't we? Yeah, it's it's the Rusev predicament, isn't it? You've got somebody who's great, but... Where'd you put him? What, yeah. you know, where does he sit? And then, obviously, closing off the pre-show, uh, Nia Jax, Sasha Banks, again, um, a very kind of pre-show-esque match. But one one thing that somebody, again, I saw on Twitter raised, the fact that you've had, I, I get that she was injured or whatever, but you had Sasha main eventing, doing all this incredible stuff, and then basically... Yeah. Jobbing to Jax, just it didn't sit mm. right with me. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you, Tim. I I really didn't like this. I thought, um, you know, considering where Sasha was last year, you know, she's a three-time women's champion now. Uh, I I heard she's one of the lowest paid on the roster, surprisingly, for some reason. Um, and uh, yeah, like you know, considering how much they built her last year, especially with Charlotte you know, pre-show squash kind of against Nah. I know they are, yeah, like you said, they're playing on injury. But, you know, even coming back from this, you know, I don't feel like uh, there's a big story to be told here with a rematch. You know, Nia's got a long way to go, I feel. Um, I, you know, I like it when she ragdolls people around the ring, but I'm not sure Sasha was the right person to be there for, for that, mm. especially on the pre-show. Um, I guess, yeah... I guess that the idea is that you've got someone like Sasha who is who's been built up so much, and then you you try to give Nia Jax that push, and it's like, how do you do it? You know, you pair her with someone who's not the champ, but has been the champ, who's been in the picture. So, but it does it does feel like a bit of a fall from grace, doesn't it? It's like, mm. it, this is another problem with the raw side of the women's roster is it's just so shallow in terms of the women on Raw compared to like SmackDown currently. Um, you know. When when are they going to do anything with Emelina? Who knows? That's the only other person I can think could probably do something. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. It's just this is so so empty that division, and for Sasha to take the fall in this circumstance, I just I just hated this little match really. Yeah, it was like five minutes. Yeah, it was awful. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've got I've not got very much to, good to say about it either. Um, I do, no one gets good matches against Nia Jax and like uh, not not that I want to shit on Nia Jax because she she 
she gives some good matches and like she you know she's coming along and she's improving but whoever's against her you, you can't you can't there's not much to work with I yeah. guess so like even somebody brought up like her versus Bailey previously where like Bailey actually managed to sort of belly, Bailey to Bailey Nia Jackson it's kind of like yeah but it didn't look great yeah so, yeah you know and, and I'm not like oh I just I, I, it's a real struggle because she is so much bigger than all the other girls women sorry this is like I get again because of obviously she is bigger that the, she is this they're kind of building her almost similar to how they started building Braun Strowman but it might just be because she's still so green that it's not getting the payoff that the Strowman has or that I don't know yeah I don't well, she yeah. can't move because she doesn't move like Strowman either you know the fact is he, he's an American football player so can can accelerate at high high speeds it should and when he needs but I just don't see I don't see that same sort of like spark in Nia Jackson I don't think you know her coming up from NXT and, and anything like it it's kind of like she couldn't stay in NXT because what's she going to do yeah I know she's on the main I, it, I don't know you need someone you need another monster yeah, yeah. I'm not calling her a monster but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's been tough for her considering her career path has been aligned with Bronze, where they've been pretty much doing the same thing. That isn't, I don't think that's benefited, you know, Opie to some extent. But, um, I, you know, what other story can you tell that hasn't been done better by Braun currently? And that's no credit, obviously, to, you know, discredit to the women's division in any way. It's just, um, I, you know, I feel like Braun's connected better with that story. Mm. Um a lot better and uh, what other story can you really tell of Nia apart from that and it just doesn't help they're both on the same show at the exact same time doing the yeah. exact same thing yeah, yeah. Um, you like I think like Ben said the best way to kind of get around this is to put someone similar in her kind of category uh, but sadly there's no you know there's no one there really um, someone just got to the performance centre though who's, who's like I can't remember who it was sorry that's really bad. Something popped in my head. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Frant- frantically searching for for info, but carry on. Sorry. No, well, no, I mean you've pretty much covered it there. You know, I don't know where they can go from here with Nia. Um, you know, Charlotte down the road, but I reckon Bailey's probably gonna have that mania spot with her. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it's gonna be a rocky few months going into um, you know, mania with Nia. I don't, I can't see her on the card. Sadly, and well, it's a kind of nice transition. Obviously, the first match that we had on the on the main card was the the women's title match between Bailey and, and Charlotte. The the start of this kind of similar to to Bobby and Nakamura at Takeover. It just felt quite a sloppy start. Like there was a botched sort of Rana through the ropes from Bailey, and even though those two have worked together for so long, it just I don't know. Again, something didn't quite click click throughout the whole match. I thought. I I think I think they sort of it started a bit a bit sloppy, but they I think they found their feet. I I really enjoyed it, like the match in general. I think I think Charlotte is again sort of coming into her own, and the, like the, the the more time passes, the the better and better she gets. Um, I think she you know she she's legitimately becoming. A better wrestler than Flair, uh, than her dad 
Uh, I know that's going to be a really contentious sort of <laughs> viewpoint, but I, I think that you know, well, only only in terms of sort of technical ability. Uh, you know, I don't think Flair was ever really the most sort of. Uh, he had a figure four leg lock and, and fell on his head, but it was charisma. Where I don't think that Charlotte's got that, but I think that she is. She's becoming one of the best women wrestlers in the world. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I I I quite enjoyed this match. I thought um, there's there's I reckon there's more to be told here, but I I did like seeing um, spots where you know Bailey was becoming frustrated with um, with uh, Charlotte just beating her down and. That, that was a cool dynamic to see Bailey kind of showing the side of her that she really wants this win and um, you know like slamming her hand into the mat all that, all that psychology but mm. um, yeah uh, yeah I, I've, uh, yeah, Charlotte is I think this you know this generation she's one of the best women's wrestlers we've got um, and I'm glad they kind of put Bailey into this picture this actual match though um, the crowd were hot for it I was happy to see that um uh, you know, it, it just ended. It felt like it was. It felt like they could have probably, if they did ten more minutes, it might have been, you know, a, a bit more of a special match. Yeah. But, um, uh, you know, I enjoyed it. I just feel like there could have been more told here. But then at the same time, it is setting up something, you know, for Mania. I reckon yeah, yeah, it's yeah. probably going to break her pay per view streak going into yeah. Mania there. So I, I called that for for last night, but obviously I think it's probably. Um, like thinking about it and having watched the match, I think it's probably more likely that it's going to be a mania. I think it, I guess it makes it a bit more special. And yeah, um, whether or not they just do the same sort of Bailey versus uh, Charlotte for mania is to be seen. Um, but I can see that, yeah, I can see Charlotte lose losing the streak, as it were, at mania. And a couple of spots I did enjoy was the the figure eight when. Obviously, Charlotte kind of used the the ropes for for leverage, and I think that, and obviously the the natural selection on the on the hardest part of the ring that we get told every single bloody time. Um, but I think that again, it plays into to Charlotte's character of that she is the the most dominant woman in arguably professional uh, arguably professional wrestling today. And as you say, it did feel a little bit short, but. I think it kind of helps build both of them in a, in a run to Mania. Yeah, I, I feel like um, they told you know as much story as they could with this match um, um, without giving away too much for a big Mania match. Um, there could have been some better special spots. The ending did feel rushed with the the natural selection on the apron. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it just feels like it was like more of a you know six out of ten match. They could have done a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, would agree. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys, you know, I'm being very, very agreeable today. No, but, no, it's good, man. It's the lack of sleep, but yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, you know, I, I think, yeah, I called Bailey for the win, but it's probably a bit, bit uh, premature with that. So, say, uh, say, I'll, I called it, but in a couple of in 62 days' time. Perhaps, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we had. Kevin Owens against the big dog Roman Reigns with the the sexy pinata that is Chris Jericho. Um, I loved this match. I'm, I'm going to say it. I thought the start with Jericho and Owens jumping Reigns, then Reigns supermaning up and throwing Jericho into the shark cage, 
and just everything. I thought like it was really well paced because for an ODQ match, usually these things start off a little bit slow, and then you see the introduction to of weapons. But it was literally full pelt from the beginning. We're gonna just go hell for leather, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I mean, I I, I love this this match as well. I thought it was great front to back. Um, uh, you know, it was it was interesting for them to drop the you know no DQ kind of stipulation going into this match. Um, but that kind of I guess that set up the result in the end. But um, uh, yeah, no, I I loved all the high spots. I loved the Jericho kind of um, you know frog splash through the table outside the ring. You know, I'm surprised he took the amount of bumps he did in this match. To be honest, yeah. when he set up that, was it the uh, laddery kind of setup? Oh, yeah, no, sorry, the, the chair, the chairs, kind of yeah, tower. Yeah, I, I couldn't see anyone going for that. I thought, you know, I thought he was just doing that for laugh, really. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, I, I predicted that they would do something with brass knuckles. I don't know what you know. I think that was kind of, you know, in the history of shot cages, there's never really been a match where whoever's in the shot cage hasn't actually interfered. Um, in some, I, I thought that that would be used in some way, you know, from the shark cage. But I, yeah, I love I love the um, the whole match. I loved the uh, I, I, you know I enjoyed even Braun kind of getting involved in it, and that was probably out of my fear that Roman would be walking away with the win in this one. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. No, I, I you know I thought this might be setting up a Roman Reigns Braun Strowman match down the road yeah like so I've, I'm pretty much a Vince McMahon wet dream but uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know I don't know what they're doing now obviously at the end of Rumble there was a bit more kind of progression but we'll get to that in a bit yeah well obviously we're, we'll talk about what happens with the Rumble later but for the amount of like shit that we in the group give Roman and people in general give Roman he, he can have a good match and like there were some really strong points in this. So obviously, with the the frog splash through the table, uh, even with the brass knuckles, I thought he sold the the Superman punch like really well. Like, he just went down like a sack of shit. Like it was just, he like. I just think they need to do something. They either need to turn him heel, or they just need to change his gimmick because he can work. Oh, he, he's great. I, like I've, uh, I've got a friend who calls him. Uh... Mr. Pay-Per-View, just because every pay-per-view match, he absolutely nails it. And if you look back over the like the last couple of years, he's obviously been in a lot of the big pay-per-view matches, but he always, always puts on a great match. And he's, you know, he's, he's sort of taking taking that away from him just because everyone likes to shit on him is is a bit harsh, really. And and I, I like genuinely have a lot of love for uh for the big dog um, <laughs> and and people are like oh yeah but but this but that and no you know it's roman, roman it's like the new the new john cena i guess yeah like roman reigns wins lol and it's like but also you know a very sort of like skilled um wrestler um <laughs> the issue is he's 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 got the the it's like going back to sort of move sets he's got the move sets of a heel you know, he's he's just a big guy, and he comes and he's got a couple of sort of big power moves. But he's he's not a heel. He, you know, he's he's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, like it, it's just people don't want to like him, and it's got to that point now where it's just it, it is it is that joke that people just don't want to like him, and people will shit on him for the sake of it. So 
I, yeah, I, it's got to be a tough position to be in. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I agree. Um, he, I feel like he does perform his best on big pay per views. I mean, a, his Asia matches last year, I thought, well, you know, really, really strong matches, especially for Roman against, um, yeah. especially like you know, um, Asia at the time. But um, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, you know, everyone's grievances with with uh, Reigns is you know just kind of. I don't think it's all any any fault of his own. It's more Vince McMahon just uh, booking. But um, you know, I I feel like he does perform on the pay per views. I did enjoy him in this match. I thought um, he, he yeah, like um, Ben mentioned, he did sell everything perfectly, especially that the Superman punch spot. Um, I you know I speaking of heel tendencies, you know he can, he's more of a tweener, and we can probably go into that later at the end of the um. The rumble match yeah. with what he did, but um, you know, like like Ben said, he's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy, really. So, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> obviously, what well, the thing that we've got? Oh, sorry, I've lost my train of thought. Then, um, Braun Strowman. Do do we like his interference or not? Uh, kind of. It, it kind of served a purpose. I think we were, you know. After, as soon as he came out, it was quite obvious that, you know, something that A, uh, Owens was winning. I mean, to me, it was like, yeah, Owens is winning this and uh, it's not the last we're going to see of Roman. I felt anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. And it's like, well, who, who do you get to do that? Um, I guess they have been fighting a bit on, on Raw and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a toughie, but like... With with Jericho being in, in the uh, in the cage, you couldn't really have anyone else interfering. Mm. But there's no one that aligns to interfere. So cool. yeah, it, make, it makes sense, I guess. And then cru- cruiserweights. Obviously, we had Rich Swan and the the king of the cruiserweights, Neville. I'm I'm loving heel Neville. Like the fact that when he runs into the ring, he no longer jumps up onto the turnbuckle. He's not doing as many flips and things like that. And and the story yeah. between him and Swan, I think, has been really well told. But yeah. I didn't want to see the belt on him because I think there's been too many changes with that belt already. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping now that Neville's got it, they'll give it a bit of longevity and, yeah, he'll hold on to it a bit longer. Yeah, I see. I didn't have that problem. I, I don't know. I, I think that I was, we're talking about sort of titles changing hands last night, and I was like, I don't really mind when a title changes hands because you know that's the whole point of of the the feuds is to get the belt, so you can continue a feud if if you have it changing a few times. But I definitely think that Neville having that belt will, even though you know you've gone through that whole tournament and you've just got someone who's already on the roster. To come in and take it could could be frowned upon, but I think that he's going to actually sort of make it. He's making making people interested a bit in in the cruiserweight division, mm. and he's he's probably one of the best characters that's out there with him as well because uh, you know he he he, he he's leg- I guess it's like the legit the legitimizing the belt a little bit. You know, I, I, Perkins was the the wrong choice to put it on in the first instance. Um, and you know, Swan, Swan was the obvious choice. After, like I guess, you know, for the for the out of the the, the, the bunch of cruiserweights. But yeah, it, it makes sense story wise. I think they will probably hold on to it till Mania. Um, 
maybe even beyond, but it will it'll give folk a good story, a good 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 telly as well. Yeah, I'd have, I'd have to agree with Ben there. I feel like um, Neville should probably hold the title for quite a bit of time. There has been a lot of title changes in that division, not only the division, but I feel like a lot of title changes have been happening a lot recently anyway. Um, uh, with with Neville, I think, yeah, he's um, pretty much someone who, you know, is truly a perfectionist when he comes to tailoring a gimmick around what he's doing. His heel dynamic is amazing. Um, I love the fact he just permanently scowls. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's not one, you know, his face must be under tremendous stress. But like, um, yeah, his moveset adjustment has been great. I've loved what he's done there. Um, it, you know, I feel like with with two hundred five, that kind of division, there's been it re- has reminded me of NXT season one, where it, they've put a lot of indie guys or you know trainees on an entertainment show, essentially just trying to find their feet as they go. But um, that's why we've probably seen a lot of title changes. Mm. Yeah. But I feel um, Neville was the perfect guy to go with currently. You know, um, Rich one. I, I think there's still a story to be told there down the road with them too. Yeah. Uh, but for now, I want. I would like to see Neville retain that title for quite a long time. And then, I'd, I as the match though, I I did enjoy it. Um, the yeah, issue I have with, with 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 the issue I have with these matches is, I think the presentation of this kind of cruiserweight division is hasn't helped. You know, um, you know, with the purple ropes and stuff. I feel like they should just let them do it. But um, uh, yeah, the match was great. The crowd went that hot until the end but yeah. I, f- I felt the actual you know the, like I said Neville's moveset and everything around it is, he, he's a great performer them two are great together and I, I did enjoy this match quite a lot yeah so happy to see uh, uh, the finish be like a submission finish yeah rather. I was going to say that it was nice to see that he's mm. not doing the, the red arrow to, to pick up the win as well yeah it's, it's diversifying a bit because I guess it, you know Neville used to be come in kick red arrow uh, finish and now it's kind of like you know he's picked up the superplex a bit and you know he's got got some uh, more moves in his arsenal which is good I guess it's again that sort of heel technique as yeah. well you know just powering people out of it and he's then, wrestling more like a brawler I would say now than a uh, flippy guy yeah and um, uh, no it's been great I've I've loved everything he's been doing really and then in my opinion I'm I'm gonna assume your guys match of the night AJ Styles John Cena. Um, one thing I thought was really interesting is that a lot of people kind of picked up on this was that Cena was using quote unquote heel techniques, but he, for some reason he's just clotheslining the hell out of AJ through this match, which I thought was really interesting. I love that. Yeah. No, I, I, I was about to say the same thing. Um, he was essentially wrestling as as a heel, it was a bit strange. He, you know, he, he's been wrestling with an attitude recently, and even in his promos, you've been hearing it as well. Um, you know, with him coming back and saying, "I'm getting a title shot because I'm John Cena." Yeah, uh, uh, it's kind of reflecting now in his wrestling style as well. It's almost like you know when when Cena debuted, was essentially getting that again. Um, yeah, uh, and it's, like he's I, it's great his attitude. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, ooh. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. You still there? Everyone has with Cena is he doesn't, you know, me. Yeah, but he, my, sound, my sound yeah. went a little bit, that was all. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, all I was saying was um, it's been refreshing to see that with Cena because, uh, you know, biggest complaint with Cena is uh, 
is you know everyone says it's his character stale but i think as of recent he's really um mixed that up really mm. and i these... love, oh, I love on, john cena I love yeah him. yeah like he can do no wrong in my eyes and i like i i sort of missed a lot of the you know the the time where john cena just won constantly i think it was, that was my sort of dark period in, in wrestling and i think that just character wise and you know he, he of course he's not the the greatest wrestler on the roster but he you know he, he pulled off some great stuff last night um that um sort of flippy uh power bomby thing i can't remember what the, what the right name of it is but he, he landed that for the first time <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah uh but just generally like you know it was it was a great match um and i think like i like him like out of the ring as well, just sort of on the mic. He, he's the best talker um, for that whole run of the um, US title. He was, you know, him on the mic, just calling people out and working with everyone in the back. It just, it was just, yeah, I, I've got a lot of love for him and I still don't really understand when people shit all over him. And obviously, we've this a couple of times now we've seen Cena and Styles and they've obviously clearly got incredible chemistry. Yeah. Um, but one thing that really, for me, made this match even more incredible than it was with the action was Mauro Ranello's commentary. I think he just sold every single move, which I think, like, for me, he started to get a bit an- annoying with some of his screaming and yelling. But in this match, I thought he was on point. Yeah, yeah, I feel Mauro... He's the best voice they've got currently um, in terms of his enthusiasm behind the product and his research. And you know, I he, I you know, I thought he did a great job with this match. Um, when the first time I heard Maro um, was about this time last year, I think when SmackDown was doing their re- rebrand. Maybe maybe it was two years ago now. But um, but like, I instantly didn't really like Maro's commentary because of if feel like he was just forced shouting for yeah. both matches, <laughs> but. Um, now it feels like he does actually have some. Well, you know, I think maybe it was that instance. He, he, you can clearly tell he's a passionate commentator, and um, he's great at calling almost every spot on every show he's involved with. Now I find, um, especially his dynamic with Daniel Bryan on the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah, I thought yeah. Them two together just screaming their heads off was great. I loved it. Yeah, um, I, I, I've struggled to say too much about the. the well, anything bad about this match, really? I just yeah. think that you know, like the the sort of the last sort of five ten minutes of it was just you know, spot after spot. It was yeah, it was really good. Um, I would like to watch them wrestle uh, a lot more, but I doubt that's going to happen in terms of storylines. Well, I was going to say, do we think Cena's going to go against Stars again at Mania, or is he is he going to go against someone else? Uh, it's whether he's champion or not. I guess um, I don't. I don't think we'll see HA Cena at Mania again. No. Um, maybe I don't know, but um, I reckon I don't know what's next for AJ. I'm not sure what's next for Cena. Um, you know, suggesting the storylines post Rumble. I think we'll get into that in a moment. But yeah, I'm not yeah. sure really. Kind of wide open. Yeah, and then. Last, but by me, no means least, we had the 30-man Royal Rumble. Um, we won't go into too much details of, of the running order, but obviously Big Cash Jericho's starting off. 
I'm, I couldn't care less about Cass, to be honest. And I, I, his his intro promo annoyed me. Um, but in general, like obviously minus the ends that I think a lot of us were a little bit frustrated at. But what were your general sort of feelings of the of the whole match? I really really enjoyed the rumble. Um, think that going into it, it was kind of like, well, there's no clear winner. You know, no, nobody was sort of like the the out and out favourite. I guess. Well, you know, unless you look at the bookies, but you know, going through that. And, and also, the 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 fact there was like I don't know eight spots that weren't announced, you know. So there was the, the potential for for greatness. There was a couple of it was a couple of disappointments, and I don't think that they are like major disappointments. I think it's just me wanting things that I can't probably get. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know with with regards to win who who wins it or you know who I want to turn up and things like that and I, I think that, that that's every year at the rumble um I think I think on the whole it was a, it was a, there was a few sort of standouts like every year um for me um it was Baron Corbin uh, yeah. Sami Zayn um and Braun Strowman like those three guys were just just sort of like they 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 were the storytellers a little bit. Obviously, you've got sort of Jericho in there as as the marathon man, as it were. Seemed a bit pointless to have him run run for an hour and a bit and just miss out on breaking the like the 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 time you know the one one hour one minute or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just generally really enjoyed it. Couple, yeah, let's say a couple of disappointments. Couple of like why why bother throwing throwing Kalisto or. Uh, Apollo Crews in there, but also you know why not give him a give him a run out? You've got to have a couple of guys that just come in to get thrown over the top rope, yeah, in unceremonious fashion. Uh, but yeah, lots lots of really good stuff. Just just no major like oh my god moments. I think we were spoiled last year with AJ coming in and um, and Triple H winning it. So I think I think that on the whole, not not a bad match by any any sort of. Uh, regards. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed the Rumble this year. Um, I wouldn't say it's my favourite Rumble. Um, I feel like there was a lot of missed opportunities with this Rumble and um, furthering storylines and you know other surprise guests and all this stuff. You know, I, I loved the first. Uh, I guess was it the first fifteen minutes when Braun was just dominating. Um, I was getting worried at that point where if the whole rumble would be about Braun, um, I was actually glad to see him be eliminated. I thought that was a nice little twist at that point. Um, yeah. Uh, you know that was the, the bit earlier on when we saw Braun go up against uh, Mark Henry, Big Show, and just all, you know all these other big dudes yeah. just coming in together, and that was great to see. Um, I liked Jericho's um, marathon run. I, I liked how he was sitting out the ring for the majority. You know, <laughs> yeah. That was cool, you know. You just let everyone else have a go, and then just rolled in to try to take advantage. I love the Gallagher bit with him. I thought that was yeah. a laugh, you know. Um, nice to see Jack. Yeah, yeah. Gallagher's Gallagher's elimination was great by Mark Henry. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, you could question some of the spots, like you know, we we had obviously had um, uh, Ellsworth in there at one point, which took the, probably the worst bump of the round. Yeah, oh that god, that was horrible, wasn't it? But yeah. Um, didn't look nice in any way, but um, you know, I, you know, I think coming to the end of it, that's where it kind of 
started to flop a little bit. Um, the, the Brock Goldberg kind of, uh, you know, thing. Everyone assumes like they they may eliminate each other, or someone gets eliminated, and someone comes back and eliminates them later in the Rumble. Or uh, there, there wasn't really any storyline progression going on there. I'm not sure even if they're going to be running with that at Rumble. Uh, uh, sorry, at the Mania. So um, I, I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, you, you know, um, I was a bit confused where, towards the end when we saw, uh, you know, the big spot, which was Reigns eliminating the Undertaker. Um, that's when, as we were speaking about earlier, where the lines were a bit blurred. Is is Roman the face here? Yeah. Or is he not? Or you know, yeah. uh, is is mm, I'm not sure what's really going on. It's a it's a bit of a blurry picture for that. It's nice to be, you know, be surprised going into Mania, but um, I'm just not sure I've, they capitalised on all the storylines they could, all the feuds, you know, and I feel that's what's strong about Rumbles is where there are little pockets of moments throughout the whole thing that kind of further little stories going into Mania. But um, there was didn't really feel like there was many of them. No. Well, because the, the thing that I, I've made note of is, as you say, with the whole Reigns eliminating Taker, does that kind of then put him against Taker at Mania and then the other obviously obvious one is the whole Brock Goldberg incident for me that was the perfect setup for Mania because it's literally just squashing Brock again and and then I think it was it builds to give the opportunity to make Lesnar again this just monster at Mania I can't see them putting Goldberg over three times. I mean, if they yeah. do, that's just ridiculous. But I guess, as you say, it is the beauty of the Rumble and the road to WrestleMania. It does it leaves so many questions unanswered and so many things up in the air. I think I think going into it, like there was that, like I said, there was that nobody knows who's going to win, and I think that it didn't really sort of set out that this is this is what's going to happen going forward like because like Randy Orton went in what does that do like yeah. you know where's that where's that going to go Who who's he going to be fighting at Mania yeah he's, he's going to main event Mania it's sort of like is that leading obviously with you know uh, Harper turning on on Bray that was great good to see final, finally a, a, a turn from him but like obviously the, the Wyatt family is splitting up from the looks of things but is that going to be the main event of Mania? I can't see that. I, I'm totally unconvinced that they're going to give uh, Bray Wyatt this this push. I, I think that it's just going to be like, all right, okay, you've not got Randy Orton anymore. You're back to just being Bray, Creepy Wyatt. And I don't know. It, it, it doesn't make... I don't know is the answer. Is yeah. What I'm trying to say, but which isn't really helpful. But <laughs> um, I, think, I think that... And I think that, that the Rumble has done that quite a bit in recent years, you come out of it and go, well, no idea what they, how they're going to do this. And then on the build to Mania, it, it doesn't seem like they know either. I think last year's Mania was sort of some of the matches were like, oh, and now we've got this. Like, obviously, you know, we've been set up for, and we've not mentioned um, Seth, Seth and Triple H, like um, from the takeover thing and being banned from the building like that's an obvious sort of the only really obvious one and well yeah. I guess and Brock and, Brock and Goldberg but you know from there on are we you know as you say are we seeing Roman Reigns versus The Undertaker does anyone actually want to see that yeah you know what's Cena going to be doing is he still going to be champ 
I don't know. Well, see, yeah. this, this is my theory, is that with Randy winning, I think it's going to go back to to Bray being super creepy and him almost, quote-unquote, brainwashing Randy. Um, and that it will, it will be an, an Orton Cena match, but there'll be some involvement with Bray, maybe a triple threat, I don't know. And I think we might finally, and I'm praying to God because I love Bray Wyatt, finally see Bray have the strap at Mania. That's my theory, but we'll wait and see. Yeah, I like I I've not got a lot of love for Bray Wyatt. Again, not a very popular opinion, um, but I just don't I I I don't see it. I I can't see them doing that push up. It kind of made me think that maybe Orton's like you know coming to the the the, the other like the end of his sort of main run or whatever like you know again um and they might want to put the belt on him and just sort of for for that but then that's what i thought about taker and that's why i had taker picked for the win for for that exact reason that they were gonna push taker and give him give him a last title run and maybe have him retire at the end of the year Mm. yeah i think taker was probably one of the favorites to win this uh you know, I, I, I could see Taker winning it, and then I think everyone predicted that we see John Cena um, take her at Mania, and then like maybe maybe Taker winning the title and just leaving the strap in the ring at the end. Um, I don't think we're getting that at all. Um, I think we're more likely to see Randy Orton uh, taking on Bray Wyatt. Bray may take the title at Elimination Chamber, um, but then we see Bray going into Mania as the champion, so I'm not sure... You know, if they tell that story that well, you know, uh, it's again, it's a bit up in the air, really. Maybe we'll see. Um, it depends all on this elimination chamber match, pretty much. What we're going to see with the with with that title going into Mania. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I'm not sure what we'll see with Roman Reigns um, following this. Maybe he will be the one taking on Undertaker. Um, I yeah, I don't know, really. It's it's very unpredictable. I just feel like again, I've I've, I've told said this a couple of times now, but. I, for like opportunities in terms of some clearer paths going into um, Mania, really. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I guess think, I think for for me the Rumble. Go on, sorry. No, I was just going to say. I guess we've obviously got Raw tonight, so we might get a, a few sort of inklings as to what direction they're going to go. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Ben said, in the past, I don't know three, four, five years. Um, going into Mania, it, it does feel like they kind of wing the, the kind of card a bit. Um, like we first saw that really with the whole Brian Angle game. <laughs> yeah. um, and then the following year, it was like, oh, well, uh, well, we'll get Seth Rollins to cash in. And, and you know, it's just like, it's, usually they have, they have a plan B. Last year, I don't think they had that. Um, and I think we might see more of it this year. It's a pretty uncertain Mania. And um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know. I think, yeah. On the whole, great rumble. Uh, and, like, I think highlight was Baron Corbin's baseball slide. Somebody yeah. shared a gif of uh, Big Boss Man yeah, doing, like, yeah. a similar spot. And, and he, like, the other day, and, and Corbin doing that, and I was just like, yeah, that's amazing. And I can't believe that, like, you know, 12 months ago, pretty much universally reviled and now he's just like yep everyone's behind him I, I'd agree I'd say um, Corbin's the breakout star of this, this rumble um, that 
you know, as of recent, it's clear that they're starting to treacle him into the main event picture on SmackDown. I think that's something they need to do for the next year, um, you know, to, to produce more top guys. And I think Corbin is that guy. Um, I'd love, I loved his elimination of Braun Strowman. I thought that was yeah. a wicked clothesline, and it was a shock early on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he did exactly what he said as well. He wanted to throw fisty cuffs and he'd take her as soon as he got the chance to, and he yeah. did. Obviously, he got eliminated by the Undertaker in the end. But um, I thought he was the breakout star of this whole the whole rumble. And as, as a pay per view as a whole, I thought this was a pretty wicked pay per view. Really, I you know I think they could have done more of the rumble, but apart from that, I think front to back we had a pretty strong card really cool yeah and i think yeah the lack of surprises wasn't wasn't that big a deal like like i, I went into it going i don't really want to see hacks or jim duggan yeah yeah Shango. i know what you mean no. um and was was very happy to see uh number 10 i don't think we mentioned no yet, we didn't but, know I completely forgot <laughs> yeah so real like we were because we spoke a lot about it earlier but you know dead dead and dead happy to see him come in i think that him and Sami Zayn chopping down Braun Strowman like they did was the right thing to do. It made them both look like you know the the the, the underdog spot, you know, because they were fighting the big guys. But it it worked and it was it was great. So hopefully, I mean, I was I was sort of disagreeing with you guys. I, I don't think that he's going to get this NXT run. And I could see him going on the Raw and you know sort of doing a bit I, I don't know they've, they've kind of not really brought people up and, and shout on them too much um, Tyler Breeze notwithstanding yeah I was going to say minus Tyler Breeze <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I was surprised to see um, we, he was the only main NXT kind of guy in this rumble I mean everyone I everyone had assumed we might have seen Joe in this rumble yeah um, only because he hasn't been on TV, like like we mentioned for for a little while now. Um, I would, yeah, number thirty. I was surprised to see Reigns. I thought maybe we see Balor come back. Yeah. Um, see, I, I was hoping was... either Balor or a sneak peek of Angle, but I think that was just the fanboy in me hoping for that. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't think Angle will be resting immediately with 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 the company, but I think. Uh, I think Reigns coming in at 30 was almost Vince just pooing on us. Yeah, no, like I said, I think we, we could have benefited from a few more surprises in this Rumble. Um, Dillinger was the only real surprise, but not really surprised because everyone kind of kind of guessed number yeah. 10 and all. But um, yeah, some of the spots are questionable. Like, do we really need to see um, like Mojo Raleigh, Kalisto, um, and even Ellsworth, arguably. But um, I thought, if you look at the kind of the entrance to the, the Rumble, it was really strong. Um, and, you know, a surprising result, but not really sure where we're going. Yeah. And I think just to kind of wrap everything up, I'm going to get ask you guys for one, can either be from the Mania match, uh, Mania match, Rumble match, or NXT, or any other matches, one sort of spot highlight that you really enjoyed throughout the weekend. Um, I'll start off person personal favorite just because I love the dude uh, Jack Gallagher doing Mary Poppins off the top rope. I thought was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that was a big one. Oh, what? I don't know what to choose. Um, uh, uh, I can I can go first if you want a bit more. Yeah, time. crack on, mate. I'm so struggling. I didn't didn't mention it before, but. Um, 
the 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 rope work at the end of Ty Dillinger versus Eric Young, where like Ty was sort of like over the rope thing, um, and then Eric Young got him with his finisher, like that was that was my favourite spot the whole weekend. Yeah, and Callum, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, there was a lot of great moments, but um, I I did really enjoy, and I think I, I always enjoy this is when. Um, uh, John Cena digs deep into that move set that we never see really. Um, yeah. You know, you see him busting out uh, his flippy Canadian destroy power bomby thing, and um, you know stuff like you know he did that roll through second AA. Um, I always really enjoy seeing spots like that from John Cena, and it's always you know always at least you walk away remembering. So, you know, that he's not just the five moves of Doom, and it's great to see moments like that, especially on the strongest match of the weekend, I feel. Um, yeah, no, for me, it was that, I think, seeing Cena dig deep. Perfect. Brilliant. Well, glad, nice you, see that. Yeah, glad you guys enjoyed the weekend of, of wrestling. Um, and thanks for joining me on this little chat. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Cool. Cheers, guys. Oh, thanks very much, man. Yeah, cheers, cheers for having us. So we are now officially on the road to WrestleMania. Um, thanks to Callan and Ben for joining me for the little uh, NXT TakeOver and Royal Rumble chat. Um, after we finished, um, Callan actually messaged me and said that his uh, favourite spot of the event was when Kevin Owens actually stone cold stunned uh, Roman Reigns, which I think everyone can admit it was a pretty cool spot. And even to see Stone Cold tweet out, uh, Owen saying that's not how you do it that was that was pretty funny to see um, so yeah a uh, lot to contemplate for, for wrestling fans going forward towards WWE's big yearly showcase um, again I'd love to hear what your thoughts are uh, going forward for the company uh, as we head towards Ra- uh, Wrestlemania so if you uh, like to hit us up we're on Twitter at just underscore and underscore insight uh, use the hashtag JAIpod uh, or alternatively, you can drop me an email at just underscore and underscore insight at hotmail.co.uk. In other podcast-related news, we are now officially on iTunes. Um, so if people could uh, rate, subscribe, and review us on there, it would be really appreciated because it means it opens me up to new listeners, um, which is why I do this to, to just to get people to hear what I have to say. Um, no, it's not. Um, to Just to get other bands out there when I interview them. Um, get your guys' opinions on wrestling, um, and hopefully, some point down the line, we're going to be doing uh, some interviews with uh, film directors and things like that, which I'm currently getting the wheels in motion for. Next time on the Justin Insight podcast, um, I speak to Paul Waller from uh, the band Ohms, who have uh, literally just put out a new song from their new record, which Paul goes into into detail about. Um, so yeah, uh, look forward to you guys hearing that. And once again, giving your your views and feedback on on that band because they're looking to do really great things this year. Um, But for now, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much as always, and I will see you soon. (laughs) 